Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, my friends, and welcome to tonight's Wednesday night. Relax like I would be with Charles. Tonight, my friends, we it is a show all about pride. LGBTQA plus pride as well as the pride each of us unique, beautiful, talented, awesome humans are each in our own beautiful way. Let's let the music play us in. Let Go and Be with Charles show. <laughs> you will be surprised how many times I've listened to it and realized I go so fast sometimes my own name sounds a little off. And I'm like, oh, how many times have I done that? <laughs> welcome, my friends, and welcome back. We, we, we officially came back after some time off Monday. We're with you tonight for a show that we've been talking about for a little bit, a Pride for All show. And we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. And I've got the wonderful, the amazing, the only, talk about being a unique, inspired, and talented individual, Adam Bodie's on the show tonight. And soon, soon, I'm saying it live, Adam, so now you know it's going to be happening. Uh, we are definitely got some things happening. And Adam is going to be, I predict Adam, I see it, I sense it. He's going to be doing a show or two of his own in July. It's coming up. He's going from guest host to hosting some of the shows coming up, and that's going to be exciting. Tracy Arkandizi, who's been on the show with her sound healing, she's been a couple times, I think, over time. We're doing a very special show coming up, and, and she listens to the show too. And so I've already talked to her a little bit, but uh, she's going to be doing some shows too. She could so know so many people, have so much to share. I'm also working on bringing a very special guest in in a couple weeks on, on Wednesday night, a couple weeks from tonight. 
so stay tuned. By Friday night show, I should be able to tell you about that one. And we're so glad to be back. It's been a bit, and we've had many things happen. And we'll talk with Adam about that uh, a little bit as well. But because uh, we both, we both had it, I talked about on Monday's show what we've been through. And we also talked about something. We're going to so, go so much deeper with this one, folks. We're going to, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you was Monday's show. And it came from me personally. We talked about the Hawaiian traditions that for thousands of years used those simple words individually in their families and their communities with other indigenous peoples to live in harmony and to be in harmony. And so we're definitely going to be revisiting that one, my friend. Um, And truly, because we were off longer than we thought, one of the last shows that we did was a show that we, that I did with Adam on Wednesday, May 10th, understanding, loving, standing up for our transhumans. And this show fits really well with that. So there's a little bit of hand in hand that's going there. On Friday night, a very special Friday night spiritual night that's been a few weeks in the making when Jesus calls me home. I'm dedicating it both to mothers and the mothers that have touched my life, both as family and friends and clients. And if you become a client, you become a family and a friend. That's kind of the way it works in my life uh, for many and for most. And many were family and friends before they were clients. (laughs) Um, and my own mothers and their impact on my life, my awareness, my experiences. And what one mother, well, more than one mother has shared with me (laughs) and a grandmother once, the phrase, when Jesus calls me home. And I'm going to be sharing my own thoughts about what I've been able to experience in working with individuals who are going through the last stages of life, who are transitioning from body to consciousness. And so I'm going to sh- it's going to be a good one. And it's going to be our first Friday night spiritual night in a few weeks. And this one got pushed a few times because of all the things we went through. I'm not going to talk about it again. Listen to Monday's show. <laughs> but that's going to be our Friday show coming up. We're going to be off the air because we're going to be doing in July. A lot of things are happening. And I did talk about that on the show. But uh, a lot of things are happening. One of the biggest is I am, what is today? Today's the 14th of June. So I am a full week, about two and a half weeks from having a celebration of love with my beautiful partner out on the lake, beautiful setting. We're only having a handful of people. We're going to videotape it and all that sort of thing. We're not video, you know. You know, the new things the kids are doing. We'll ask Adam what it's called. (laughs) Live streaming, I think, is what it's going to be. We'll have a recording of it. It's going to be beautiful. We have that happening, um, and we have multiple other things happening. So for the next couple weeks, we're going to do some alterations on the uh, on our schedule. We are going to be with you every week. We're going to be with you next Wednesday. So Monday, we're off. We didn't go anywhere. We did it on purpose. Monday the 19th, we're taking off. A week from tonight, summer solstice 2023, the power of the sun is coming up, and we are going to be joined with our present company, Adam. Tracy's going to be here. Tracy Arcandizi is going to be here with her sound bath. We're going to have a group of mind, body, spirit people 
that are going to meet. We're going to have a, a solstice fire going, and we are have plans, and, and hopefully all the connections are good, but I, I believe they are. We have plans to meet with our group in Walla Walla. That's a group of uh, eclectic mix of different spiritualities that come together to celebrate the solstice. They're going to be joining us. So that's going to be a special show. And even though because we had so much uh, in the description, I don't think we covered everything. Uh, but there's also going to be a very a summer solstice sun energy guided meditation part of Friday's show. That's Friday. Or I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. That's Wednesday. I need to slow down. That's a week from tonight. Friday's show is when Jesus called the old. week from tonight, we'll have the summer solstice show. And we will be having a Friday night spiritual night next Friday. I will, by the time we're meeting on Friday, I will have that up. We're also getting our shows. If you come here to Blog Talk and, and watch the upcoming shows or go to our Facebook page, which the link's right there, you'll see that we're going to be posting our shows a little bit further in the head so you can plan on our Facebook page. We're going to be sharing them. If you don't do the Facebook, and I know some people don't, and Adam's going to help me. And within, by the end of the month, we're going to, the Instagram's there, but we're going to start using it and have some other ways that we reach out to you. But the easiest way, and I, I love you, a lot of the fans of the show, use it. I like it. It's beautiful. You can email us. And if you want to be kept up to date, you know, about once a week or so, send you out an email saying, hey, here's what the upcoming shows are going to be. We, we've got, we can do that for you too. And speaking of the email, relaxlettgob at gmail.com. It's right in the show's description. I love to hear from you. I love to hear the experiences if our shows touch you in different ways. I love to hear from people that are sharing some of their spiritual experiences that they have doing the meditations and spiritual spiritual uh, experiences that we share with y'all. Um, and and it's happened more than once. Listeners will write in and share ideas for shows. Dave and Buffalo, you've done it a couple times. You've sent some ideas in. He's one of our number one fans. He helped. He was one of the people that reached out when our show was off the air for a few years, but all the yeah, old episodes were there. And he reached out and was was one of those who was encouraging and saying, when are some new shows coming? So I hope you're doing good, buddy. I know it's been crazy weather. Had a what, heck of a winter, and then there's been all these storms. But thinking of you and thankful for you and your ideas for some of the shows we've done you. I wouldn't have thought of them. And then you said, hey, how about one on this? Or how about one on that? And it's, it's awesome. Um, so my friends, we're back. We're here. I've done all the housekeeping, as we used to call it, and our upcoming shows and what some of our past shows. We have about 50-some past shows that are available for you to listen to anytime that you want to. Um, and we have over 200. And every now and then, and I'm planning that for this next Monday, on nights we're going to be off, we're going to upload some of our past uh, roughly 140-some shows that aren't currently available uh, just because we did some shifting. Um, and I've noticed what people are really listening to and enjoying and I'm getting a lot of feedback on is the shows that we did on helping migraines. And there's more and people have said, oh, there's, is there more you can do there? Is there more that you can offer? Yes. And we're going to have some shows about that coming up as well. Mind, body, spirit. Some of the shows are just about healing and relaxing your body. Some of the shows are about getting rid of the stress and the judgment and the fears in your mind. And then some of the shows are 
about connecting to that spiritual consciousness. So feel free to look through. They're all on demand there. And I know that people are listening. We have some that listen here on the Blog Talk platform, which I love. And, you know, they're not paying me anything to say that, but I do. I've been, been, we've been doing shows here since 2014. Uh, took a couple years off, came back in 20, the end of 2019. Um, and they're an awesome service, and I love being connected with them uh, and everything they provide. I also know that we're in 2023, and there's a lot of people that listen on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Provine. I, I don't There's they're, We're out there, and we allow ourselves to be out there because what we want to be is we want to be here for the moments that you need it. The moments that you're like, oh, my gosh, I could just use a little love. Oh, my gosh, I just need to relax. I'm so stressed out. I'm so anxious right now. Or I know I'm being led and I have some spiritual gifts and some spiritual insights that are touching my life, but I'm so wound up in everything else that I'm not in that flow. I'm not in that feeling. I'm not in that place. And we're all human. We're all human. Every single one of us is human. And it doesn't matter how much you meditate, how spiritual you are, how many mental and physical tools that you brought into your toolbox, we're all going to have those moments of stress, those moments of chaos, those moments of, of where we think what is happening right now. And both Adam and I had that before the show today. Me with the finish of some works was doing, he had some things. And that's, you know, I, we teach what we most need to learn, my friends. And I, one reason I enjoy these shows so much is when I'm leading you on a guided meditation, when I'm letting, leading you into a spiritual relaxed place, I do it with you. My clients know. My clients that come, especially those that come in person, I do many clients that we talk on the phone uh, or do you know, video conversations and then go. It always starts, you know, for a long time, I didn't even do the video because I, we talk for a bit and then people put their headphones or their headsets in. They get relaxed and comfy and we do the meditation. We don't have to be on video for that. And clients that come and see me in person have known for, for years uh, that when they lay down and they get into that relaxed place and they start to go in, I close my eyes, I join in the journey. I ask for guidance. Many times when we're doing the spiritual experiences here on the show, I get into a space and there will be things that I'm in that come through me and I'm inspired to share and I can sense that somebody out there is needing it phrased or needing the experience in just that way. Yeah. And that's part, that's that part, that's, that's why we do the show. So, my friends, without further ado, adieus, I'm going to bring Mr. Adam Bodie on, and we're going to talk a little bit about LGBTQ pride for all in a lot of interesting ways. It's going to be a fun night. And I didn't put it in the show's description. I realize that now. <laughs> but I will add that at the end of the night, uh, or you know, after we chat for a little bit, we're going to have a guided meditation to connect with your pride. It's going to, it's going to definitely come off Monday's show. What we did on Monday with the beautiful show that we had, and, and we so much more depth we're going to bring to that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Feel that for yourself. Share that with your family. Share that with your friends. Share that with your community. 
if we can all be in I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you space, we're going to be golden. We're going to be golden. So, Mr. Adam Bodie, you were on the Hello. show. How are you doing tonight? <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm doing pretty good, actually. <laughs> we are now, aren't we? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we both had things. And that's the thing. All of us in our life are always going to have things that happen. We're always going to have things. You always have to be ready to to go with what's happening. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes we have frustrating moments, right? Sometimes we're like, ah, and then we realize, okay. Like you used to tell my daughter years ago, and I'm not picking on her. It was just, a, it was a good way to, you know, she remembers it. You know, she'd get really upset about something. And I'd say, you know, are, is anybody seriously injured? Nope. You know, if it, it, it is, is like there a major earthquake going on right now? Are we in the middle of a tornado? Nope. Uh, whatever we think in that moment we're so stressed about and the end the world will end or we don't know what we're going to do if, fill in the blanks, when we get into a relaxed, focused place, we realize, well, that's not that big a deal. And we can make it about everything. I've done it. I've made it about my yard. We've had a crazy spring where... Normally, you wouldn't even mow for the first time till Memorial Day, and I think I've mowed three times now. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I need to mow the lawn. I'm going to stress out about it. Or I could go mow it, or I could say I'm going to mow it on Saturday, and it'll be fine. <laughs> we just, it's, it's that focus. It's realizing just how powerful our perception is and just how powerful we are as individuals. And uh, we don't have to go into the details, but we've been gone for a month. And things have happened. So before we dive deep into the show, which we definitely will get into here in a moment, how are you doing, Adam, with some of the great things that have been happening for you? Um, things are just a real blessing lately. Like, uh, I'm really excited and happy about where things are headed, and um, things have just been going really good. Right. And it's up to you if you want to share to the worldwide audience. <laughs> but right, <laughs> what's an what's an awesome thing that's happened for you? Uh, well, a uh, few. Well, I don't know. <laughs> a lot, lots of stuff, I guess. I I've uh, been working different art shows and you know, like uh, just really getting more engaged in the community and. Uh, working on this podcast with you, you know, it, it's really awesome. Well, we love having you. And yeah. you also is it a, you also have a new home. Yes, I, I do. And uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I finally have my own place, and that's a big accomplishment for me. <laughs> Yes, and if, if you're new to the show or you're listening for one of the first times, Adam shared his journey, and um, and in his life he has come so far from not just some of the traumas, but also some of the, and, and even what we're talking about tonight, pride for all. Right. You know, and, and you've shared in depth in the past what it was like growing up autistic, and trans and having people make, having people judge you. Yes. 
what you were capable of, what you could do, what you couldn't do, what it meant to be any of those labels, but you're also an activist, a father, a spiritual facilitator, an artist. Yes. There are, we're all multifaceted. We all have all these parts of self, right? And we all have these challenges and judgments, and that's what we talked about on Monday's show too, that if we, if we let them rule us, right, some days we have been ruled by the day. We know it. We know it. We, we, the day has ruled us, right? And the day being all the things that can happen. Other days, we have ruled the day. And most of the times that we look at a day and we say, I ruled today. This, I was in the flow. I was letting the magic happen. I was, I was keeping frustrations and struggles, trying to jump up, and I was just like, nope, staying focused, staying clear, realizing that how I experience my life is all mine. And one of the beautiful things that you said to me, and you know I have shared it, is that I said, well, you know, with all these judgments, with all these people's opinions of you at different points in your life for whatever their reasons, I said, you know, what do you do to not let that sink in? Do you remember your answer? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'll help you, and then I'll let you go talk a little bit about it. You said, I realize that they don't know me and that if they're acting in a foolish, judgmental way, it is their ignorance, not mine. Right. It has nothing to do with me. Right, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So go with, now I'm reminded you go with that a little bit. Well, um, I mean, that is true. I mean, uh, when people have judged me previously, like, or just in general, you know, like, that's not really on me. That's on them. And if they choose to be in that space that's negative and judgmental, then uh, that really is (laughs) for their own choices, you know? (laughs) Yeah, and sometimes there's nothing we can do about it. Right, absolutely. And if it's somebody that we love and we care about, hopefully they love and care about us enough that they're willing to expand their idea of whatever it is they have in their mind. Right, and about, be... About what it... Go ahead. Yeah, and just have a more open-minded mindset towards things, yeah. And and with the idea that, you know, and, and there's been psychological experience, uh, experiments that have been done for years that will show you pictures of different people and then ask you to make all, and recently in some training I did, it was interesting, they had that as part of it too. They were like, look at this picture. What do you think by looking at this person in whatever setting they were giving you what what comes to your mind about that person? 
and and they had all different ethnic backgrounds, religious backgrounds, settings, from being in an office in a tie with all these things behind you to being walking down the street with a bag in your hand, you know. And the point was that as much as even if you're love and light, even if you think, you know what, I don't have not me, I'm open, I love everybody, you do, but you're also human. Your perception's also based on your experiences. So right. you we can't help it. We see somebody that's physically or mentally challenged in some way. We see somebody in whatever setting. And we're seeing it go on in our world in sometimes tragic ways where people are getting shot and killed over ridiculous small misunderstandings of ringing the wrong doorbell or driving down the wrong driveway or right. presuming that somebody is is out to get us based on whatever filled in the blank. And there's a lot of blanks that can get filled in. Right. And when it comes to LGBTQA people, we're no different than anyone else that has been targeted for their beliefs, their background, or for who they are. And I mean beliefs like religion. And so... For me, for instance, one of the prime examples of my life, and I've talked about it on some previous shows. I don't know if those are up, but we'll bring it up. You know, I I live my life pretty much thinking of myself as a cisgendered male, heterosexual. I had some abuse when I was younger. I've talked about that before. And until I was in my late teens, 18, 19, did I realize, whoa, there's a little more to that. And I feel blessed. I feel lucky because being a bisexual, and I had a lot of parents tell me, well, you, you can blend. People don't know you're bisexual unless you tell them. There's been times when I have beautiful, you know, my wife that recently passed and, and she We'd been divorced for years, but she, she, a few years back, said, can you just call me your wife? Because I don't think you're going to marry, again, another woman. Maybe you will, but I don't think so. And I've, I've been in a, a long-term relationship with the person that I'm going to be celebrating love with, and, and they're male. And so they're like, people were like, unless you, you, unless you say it, you don't have to own it, you know, like, like as as whereas other people where it might become more physically apparent or maybe because of their uniqueness, who they are as a person, it's, it's a little more noticeable. Right. And we're going to get into a little bit tonight too, how that cuts both ways when you have any type of stereotype, because that's the thing. And that's, you know, we had a few months back and that show's still up there where we had uh Autumn on the show and talked about and helped educate me some even more into gender neutral and gender queer individuals. Um, but for me, one of the things that happened when I was in the Navy and, and uh, came to some realizations and because I, at that point, um, not being too blunt about it, but nothing sexual had happened, but yet I knew things were a possibility and talked about it, that ended up 
just talking about it and championing everyone being who they are led to an early end to my naval career, even though I loved it and had it just before it happened, been given all these tracks. You can do this, you can do this, you can do this. We want you to stay and do that. We'll pay all this money. And then I said some things and they were like, no. So I was flying home and I get home. And at that, that point I was going home to my mom and stepdad. And they picked me up at the airport. And I'm not, I'm not saying this disparagingly, okay? I'm saying it. I love them. My stepdad's no longer with me. And, but, it, but it was a truth that when I arrived, they were both a little bit tipsy. And the next day or day or two later, I was talking to my stepdad. So I was kind of afraid. I'm like, I don't know how he's going to react, right? He was definitely, you know, I had in my own mind, again, judgments. And so then he took me out and, and we had went out and had a couple of drinks together. And I said, uh, I got to ask you something. It seems like when you guys picked me up, you know, and I said, I could see it in your face is almost like a relief or something like, like when I got off the plane, I said, hi, and we were traveling home. It's like, I don't know what was happening. And he, and he shared with me and he said, I knew, I didn't know it. You know, he goes, I, I also have served in the service. And he said something that I've heard from so many other people. When you're serving in a foxhole, when you're defending this country, when you're relying on the, the shipmate or the army mate or who's ever standing next to you, and I get a little emotional saying this because there are so many LGBTQ people in the military who experienced the same thing I did from their fellow soldiers, from their fellow shipmates, that you rely on each other and everyone's different, everyone's unique. You come from all different parts of the country, all different backgrounds. When you're in those moments together and you rely on each other, none of that matters. None of it. And he said, but you, my mom and your your mom and I, not knowing and not understanding and having our own ideas, thought that you might get off the plane and be wearing a dress and a wig and da da. And I said, I told you I was bi. I didn't say I was trans. And at that time, I'll be honest, trans was a lesser known thing. It was definitely still there. <laughs> it's been around for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, as much as humans. But, you know, I said, what would, I didn't, why? Perceptions. Perceptions. And when we have stereotypes and when we think that every trans person is this or every gay person is that or every bisexual or pansexual is this, we forget that they're all human. They're all unique. Being who and what your sexuality are is a piece, a part of who you are. It is not all of who you are. I've known members of our community that, and uh, that look like, and you know, we're, we're in professional or semi-professional sports look like, again, perception, biker, lumberjack, <laughs> like, you know, and, and you wouldn't, if you were going by stereotypes or your perceived ideas, you would not even think for a moment that that person was part of the community. Stereotypes don't fit anybody ever. <laughs> That's the bottom line. And nothing's new. 
You know, there's a big movement out there, and you know about it too, Adam. We talked about it in our last show to legislate, don't say gay. To legislate, oh, we need all these books gone because these books are the problem. Okay, well, there's been LGBTQ8 people throughout time going all the way back thousands and thousands of years in Eastern and Western philosophies, in Native people everywhere. It was around during the time of Jesus, rampantly, not a little, (laughs) Rome, folks, Rome, Roman, they would talk about living in a free society. And you know what was interesting about that particular period of time? And we talked about it before on the show, too, and it's, it's part of why a lot of the Christian religions and major denominations have changed their stance. It's because when you actually understand theology and the time period, you realize that LGBTQA people were everywhere. What, it, what there wasn't at that time for it was a word. It wasn't seen as a distinguishing characteristic that needed a word. A person was a, these things or... Some of the Roman leaders had their husbands, their wives, their mistresses, and their men that they would experience with. And it was never thought of at all. Period. (laughs) So, and not that everything that they did and all the things that we're doing were a thing, but it's just, we've got to be honest about it with ourselves. And what you do when you take away the books, when you take away the conversations, when you take away the experiences of experiencing other people's differences, you don't make things better. You make things worse. And what are some things? I know you you have some things to share, too. Um, <clears throat> well, I actually did a bunch of research uh about how pride started so um it really just was like thing that i i didn't even know and it was like really shocking to me um how throughout history uh we we've gotten to this point of uh liberation uh within the lgbtqa community and um, so, I mean, just like researching it, like my feelings on it were basically like it makes me really proud to be stand here as a trans man and uh, to appreciate my own personal differences and uh, know that that is something to be proud of. And who and those that paved the way in our modern time? Yeah. Again, you know, we've, and we've talked about it before. You know, in the native community, in the native community around the globe, different terminology, but it always comes down to the two spirits idea. That for many cultures, thousands and thousands of years ago, leading up to quote unquote modern times, if you were LGBTQA, you and 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 as you. You know, so if you were a gay or lesbian person or a bisexual person, you were thought that, okay, you, you've you evolved to a place that you can experience things in a way that not everybody can. If you were a trans person, in many societies and cultures 
that go back thousands of years, trans people were celebrated. Often they were the shamans. They were the spiritual leaders. They were, the, they were thought to be two spirits or master spirits. Only a master spirit would choose to experience a lifetime with, right. with such awareness, with such experience. It's not, as much as it hurts my heart, it makes so much sense that those that have a narrower view, those that, those that want to judge instead of love, would choose to go against those who bring so much goodness into the world. Right. Or choose to make them more likely to hurt themselves or to give up on themselves. I can't tell you over the 30 years that I've been working in the areas I've worked with and some of the religious leaders that I worked with that used to sneak their kids through me over to PFLAG and Odyssey, which are, you know, if you don't know what PFLAG is and you're listening, please look it up. They're all around the world's parents and friends of gays and lesbians and, and add all the letters. <laughs> and we'll keep adding letters as long as we need because everyone's different. And what you talked about, the beginnings of modern day pride, and I've done some digging on that too. We all, we all think Stonewall, which is true, but there were even some things that went on a little bit before that as well. There were some pioneers that stood up. There's now, thanks to 2023, there's some great movies out there about, you know, the gay gentleman who uh, in World War II developed really the first computer, which is what led to World War II taking a turn. And this was a kid that went in high school on paper. We're talking World War II, folks, in the 40s. So in high school, he was in the 30s, and he was drawing on paper what would later become our computers of today. Wow. And post-World War II, doing, still working for the government. He has a gentleman friend over. He's not a really nice guy. He beats him up and he robs him. He calls the police and says, this guy beat me up and robbed him. He's also honest about why he was there. They arrest him. They give him choices at the time. between imprisonment or castration. He chooses castration. Several months later, he killed himself. That story is not unique. No, it's not. (laughs) You know, people think about the pride parades and the, you know, the celebrations. And I've heard people, I've had friends of mine say, explain to me, Charles, we don't have straight pride. Why do you have gay pride? For the same reason that people of every oppressed group fill in the blank. And here in Spokane, I want to say that for Spokane. I love Spokane. Early on in pride here in Spokane, we had other groups approach us and say, we're really small. 
you're really small, <laughs> and boy, it's grown now. If you think maybe 50,000 at Pride this last year. Believe me, folks, when this started, it was a group of mothers and kids, maybe as many as 50, 60 people that were forced to walk on a sidewalk. And this year, 50,000. And when, when it started with Stonewall, it started because at that time, it was the normal thing to just go in every now and then they would do these raids on gay and lesbian clubs and arrest people. It was a crime, again, up and up until I think the 50s, maybe even early 60s, horrible things could be done to you chemically or physically. And they finally had enough. And instead of running and scattering, they stood up. And it was, without a doubt, the trans, the drag queens, and some lesbian gay folks. But at the front lines, my friends, when you really read about it and you see it, it was the trans and the drag queens that stood up and said, nope. And they were joined by others. So when my friend said, you know, I don't understand why you have gay pride. Why don't we, we need to have straight pride. And I said, you do. And he said, what do you mean you do? I said, throughout your life, when you turn on the television, when you go to the movies, when you read a book, when you go to church, it's all about you. It's all about your lifestyle, your love, your experience your connection. If you don't fit in that mold up until very recently, you know, it's 2023 and it seems like, oh my gosh, we've come a long way, but now we see this swing, the pendulum is swinging backwards. And what happens when you're not represented? What happens when you are judged? What happens when you feel like you're an abomination instead of a, instead of a joy, instead of an inspiration? And you know, Adam, and I know that's part of what you researched and we've talked about what, what happens to LGBTQ youth that are taught to think of themselves as less than. For the LGBT community, um, a lot of, there's a high percentage. I'm not sure of the actual percentage, but, um, a lot of people just like kill themselves or commit suicide or, you know, there's a high percentage within even the trans community and as well as the, a, a, any of the other letters, <laughs> you know, because, More than, uh, and I, and I'll help you out a bit, but then I want you to talk a little bit. Okay. If you're, <laughs> if you're gay or lesbian or bisexual and it, and I'll be honest, leaning heavier towards gay and lesbian to start with, you can be three times as likely as an adolescent or teenager to at least attempt suicide. If you're a trans person, it's in, it's in the hundreds of that. It, 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 almost in my personal experience, every trans person I know, every single one, of 30 years of working with people in the community, every single one has admitted, as you have shared as well, 
at least yeah. once thinking about it, if not trying it. Also, right. drug and alcohol abuse, risky behaviors. If you think you're nothing and you think your life doesn't matter, you're willing to risk your life in multiple ways. Right. And share some of what you know and what you've experienced in that. What you, I know you did some study that way, too. Um, and personally. Well, yes. Uh, from my own personal experience, like being a trans person growing up in a community that, you know, was less than supportive uh, for the most part in my adolescence, you know. And, uh, you know, that really got to me, like, mentally where I was like, well, you know, I wasn't proud to be myself at that point. And at that point, I was a little scared of who I was and, and how I was different, how I didn't really fit the mold of society and what they wanted from me. Um, and, you know, I have uh, attempted uh, suicide in the past. And uh, that's just something that, like, I've struggled with off and on for my my life like because you know people do treat me different because of different things about me uh these so-called labels uh you know being autistic being trans you know it's just uh you know people treat you differently and and you know you just got to learn to like really like be able to stand in yourself and be proud of who you are and live your life the way you want to live it and uh, not worry so much about the outside uh, influences unless they're, you know, a danger to you because uh, that's something you should always be aware of. Well, and you just hit on something that's that's currently the scariest part of all. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you know, even when we felt that progress was being made and everyone was allowing everyone just to be who they are and celebrating it. it and, you know, you don't have to be something to celebrate it and to allow someone else to have that experience. And then if you really want to understand, ask them to share with you. Ask them right. to tell you about it. If a trans, people t- if trans person tells you about being trans, it's not going to make you trans. <laughs> If it, you know, gay and trans and bisexuality does not rub off. No, any not more <laughs> than being yeah, any more than being being Jewish or Hispanic or African American or Polynesian, Christian or being Buddhist or being pagan or being Wiccan or being none of the above, being atheist. You know what I mean? And and some of those are belief systems and experiences. I'm not. I'm you know I. I but the truth of the matter is, when it comes to judgment, when it comes to discrimination, when it comes to telling people that they're less than, there are lots of reasons you can put in there. Right. And sexual identity and sexual expression are part of that. Um, and the truth of the matter is, in Kinsey, back in the 50s, everyone knows about the Kinsey scale. If you don't, and I'm telling it to you, and you're like, I've heard of it, but I'm not quite sure what it means. In, in 20, I, used, I would say look it up or grab that book, Google it. Kinsey did the only true 
study of sexuality of men and women in the 50s and wrote a book on each and they didn't he didn't think about things he didn't wonder he didn't make some guesses he went out and interviewed thousands and thousands of people men and women from, from teenagers to grandparents and found out that everyone was experiencing sex and sexuality in, in ways that just weren't being expressed publicly <laughs> you know what i mean in all sorts of ways all sorts of ways and he created the kinsey scale that said you're one if you're absolutely heterosexual 100 percent, and you're a sick if you're absolutely a homosexual or gay or lesbian and at the time i'm not sure how far he went in defining gender and that's where trans comes into play but it was a sexuality sexual expression sexual being and what he found is and said even for himself he said there's very few ones and sixes most of us are two three fours or fives and even more so in his study of not just himself and all of the people that he was working with around him but also those that he was studying and that were that were opening their lives and their stories to him he found that there were times in their lives that that could like in his own his own life he described himself is a two but then there were moments in his life that he was a three then he was back to a two he knew that there was some openness there right so like everything else in our lives there are degrees of things you know what i mean there are degrees of how we feel and some of that is how we're able to express ourselves for a very long time and doing the work that i do and working in some of the communities i have I can tell you that there are many cisgendered heterosexual couples that experience many different things in their lifetime. And doesn't change who they are to have an experience that they choose to have at certain points in their life. And not all about that is about necessarily homosexuality, bisexuality. There are many different ways it can go. We're not going to go into all that tonight. But it's, it's about understanding. It's about understanding the uniqueness of each beautiful individual. And for those in the LGBTQA community, he, I, I came into tonight's show knowing that part of what it was, we were going to talk about is what's happening around the world. There are countries recently that have passed laws that could put to death homosexuals. Some of them had it on the books for a bit anyway, but now it's coming back. And it turns out that the reason that Uganda passed that law was because there was a lot of influence from the very conservative, in my, in my thoughts, not Christian, because Christian's about love, not judgment, Christianity, who went down there and rallied for that to pass. There have been people in our own country here in the United States who have champion that law and we have states like florida where pride celebrations are being canceled because the laws have become so anti-gay that if they have a pride celebration they run the risk of being illegal that was the way things were 50 60 years ago we thought we made progress 
You talked about the fear, the very real fear. Now, trans people, even when we thought we were making progress and in the military there was great progress until the past administration out of nowhere said, nope, we're going to kick out all trans people. Even though the Pentagon, the generals from each of the armed forces came forward and said, you know what, it's not an issue. Everyone's getting along. Nobody cares. And then there was the thought, well, we're spending so much money. And they literally found out as a fact that the Pentagon was spending more money on Viagra, way more than they were on any trans medical needs. Wasn't an impact, was negligible. Didn't matter. Have a judgment. And even during the periods when things were going forward, as a trans person, and you've talked about it, you always had a little bit of fear. Trans people, gay and lesbian and bisexual people definitely are attacked, are killed, happened for years. Trans people have taken the brunt of that over the past decade and more. Right. And and in all these anti-trans bills that are passing, that amazing trans representative in Missouri, I believe it was, who stood up and said, if you pass this anti-trans bill, you are killing people. The blood's on your hands. And then they decided to censor that. That was too much to say. Why would you say such a thing? That's awful. You can't even come back into this chamber again for the rest of this session, because that was mean. No, what's mean is the bill you passed and the blood that you will have on your hands for the trans children and adults that have such disparity from not being able to get the medical help that they need that brings them peace, that brings them balance, that brings them into who they are. It's going to be right back where it started. And that's why we have to speak up and not just the LGBTQA people. The A stands for allies. It also stands for asexuals. <laughs> and like I said, here in Spokane, we had, we had the minority groups. We had women's groups. We had pagan groups. We had people from the BDSM community. We had people from all sorts of communities that were, you know, there might be LGBT, LGBTQA people in all of those groups. But many of the people that were joining us were heterosexuals that said, we support your cause and we want people to, to acknowledge us as well and, and not discriminate us as well. Can we join? Can we be part of the parade? Can we have a booth at the, you know, and yes, they did. And they, they still do. Um, being a trans person, and I know this is really personal and we have talked about it. With everything that has gone, I mean, you were, you you shared being afraid earlier in your life. How do you feel now in 2023? Um, well, I think with everything going on with the laws and things that are passing, it's raised some awareness for me to be a little bit more aware of 
what dangers are out there and uh, how I, you know, like how I have to like, present myself uh, around certain groups of people uh, just because, you know, I feel like there is more fear nowadays uh, because it does feel like we're taking a step back a little bit uh, with certain things that are going on around the country, you know. Um, so it just, I mean, like, I guess I, I am proud, like, of the man I've become, and I am happy with my results of actually moving forward with my transition and everything. Um, but there's still that fear in the back of my mind, like, is is there danger out there that, you know, like, be, being targeted or, uh, you know, like, judged to the point where, like, something bad happens, you know, like, I have those fears. But at the same time, like, I just am here to do what I'm here to do and that's be myself and uh, help people. And so being the voice for that group, you know, like, uh, or being a voice for my uh, fellow trans people and other people who, you know, like maybe on the spectrum, you know, like I, that's what I stand for. I am all of who I am and I am, me, you know, I'm Adam Bodie. <laughs> right. And when you think yeah. about the people, and that's but it's part of the reason we wanted to do the show, and we're going to do something really special next year. We were thinking about it this year. A lot of things happened, but also thinking about the people around the world. Yeah. On this show, over the before we were on, when we were first on, and then here in the last couple of years of being on, and wow, when I think about it. Because we, we did start, and I, I said the end of 2019, but it was actually 2020, wasn't it? 2020 <laughs> or 2021, yeah. Anyway, yeah. that we came back, it was like, wow, it's been, well, we were here all of last year, and that was 22, so end of 21. Um, yeah. We've received a lot of emails from places like South Korea, which is pretty open, I think from what I can tell, um, and from people who lived in some countries that weren't so open. And so right. one of the reasons we do this LGBTQA pride for all, we mean for all. So we know we, you know, a few months ago or a year ago, I would have told you, and I think when we, when I did do it a year ago, we talked about that we're celebrating pride here and we're reaching out to all of you around the world that can't. And not just not just in different countries, those that live in different states or areas that they are hiding right now. But maybe for a moment they stumble across or there's something spirit leads them to our broadcast or to this show. They search the hashtag and they come on. And we're here to tell you, my friends, just what Adam just did. Be all of who you are. Be safe. And if you're in a place right now and you're listening to the show and you tuned in because you are gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, gender neutral, and you're living in a space, a home, a community, 
where you don't feel safe or that you've been told that you're awful and horrible and the worst thing that ever happened to the world, number one, know you're in good company. And you're not alone. And it's not true. And if you need to reach out, if you need some resources, send us an email. We'll keep it anonymous. I've had people email me and say, don't email me back. That could get me in trouble. Delete my email. (laughs) But maybe talk about this or just letting you know what this meant to me. And my friends, reach out to PFLAG. PFLAG is not everywhere in the world, but now we're in 2023. You can go on and you can find help and connection just by searching for that PFLAG. And every single PFLAG in the country, parents and friends of gays and lesbians, they're there to help you. They're there to listen. Now, it's not a 24. Some places, I think, do have where you can call in, but you can at least reach out. You can at least say, hey, can, can you help me get to a safe space? And that brings me, Adam, to how, and I didn't even realize it at first until you said it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, you're right, how we first met. Not just last right. time around when, when, when we were working, you know, on the spiritual end and we connected that way, but you shared with me, and you don't have to go into the detail, you know, the things you don't want to. But right. it was, we but met at flag. <laughs> and yeah. why? Uh, what was um, happening for you and your friend at the time? Um, well, that you, I, that you feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, at the time, I was going through some traumatic things and uh, also like housing uh, problems because of, you know, being trans and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, now, nowadays, my family's kind of come around to the idea and, like, been really supportive lately. Uh, but, yeah, I, I struggled with homelessness for a while. And uh, I, you know, like, that's how I got to Flag and how they helped me and you helped me, you know. Uh you know, kind of put me on a different path, you know? So you and a friend came to a PFLAG meeting. Many PFLAGs yes. have monthly meetings, some more often, but but uh, at least monthly. And yes. you and your friend came and you said, we need a place to be. Yes. And, and want to be safe. Uh, yeah. Yes. And, uh, and I did wind up finding a few different places to stay, and uh, it did help immensely uh for temporary uh but in the long term like now now that i'm like more independent and like i have my own place you know and now i don't have to worry about those things anymore and that's such a relief and it's like it's like i don't have to go back to that place where i was before and it's nice and we were able to, you know, and we have a smaller P flag here. Uh, I think it's grown a little yeah. bit now, like all the things. But, uh, you know, I think when you came to that meeting, there were probably, I don't know, 20, 30 people at the meeting maybe. And, right. uh, and then, 
you know, and there are and people reached out and people helped, and that's what PFLAG is about. If you are a parent, the whole reason that PFLAG started, and Helen would want me to say this, uh, she's been a couple years not with us anymore, but she was not only one of the three mothers that started Spokane Pride and, and organized the first march, but she also admits that as a psychologist and a mother, when her daughter came out to her, she didn't know for sure how to think and what to think, and she went to her first PFLAG meeting. Because it's a place to go and understand. It's right. a place to go and learn. It's a place to know and learn more about it and also learn how to, as a parent, as a friend, as a family member, how you can be supportive. Right. And Helen became so involved that she and the leaders of the young PFLAG group that were here ended up forming chapters up and down the West Coast. I was witness to the, when we were helping form chapters in some of the smaller communities around us, both in Idaho and Washington. Um, and I was honored to, over the years, go and make presentations and be there for help, to serve as a co-chair. And that's when you came as when I was co-chair of PFLAC. We also, at the time, we had, we had a, the, the our government representatives from, from our state representatives all the way to our U.S. Senator either come or have uh, people from their office come, and many of them came themselves, <laughs> and to meet with the community. And, they, and Republican and Democrat, it was a different time, the 90s, I guess. That was in the 90s, um, maybe early 2000s. I'm trying to think when you came. But, um, where, but they came, Republican and Democrat together to say, we want to help this community and we want to understand what you're going through and we want to create safety and we want to create quality. Shocking and beautiful. (laughs) And so we think about all of you out there and if you're out there tonight and you're wondering, you know, if some of the things that you feel make you different. And tonight we're focusing on, we focus on the LGBTQA community, but the truth is discrimination discriminates across the board. Absolutely. The same person that's not going to like you because you're LBTQA is not going to like you because you're not from the right ethnic background. You're not from the right religious background. You're not from the right, you don't express yourself or be yourself in a way that makes sense from my narrow belief system. And rather than allowing myself to expand my awareness, to realize if you believe in a God, if you believe in a creator, if you believe in a universal one, if you believe we're all a part of that, or that we're each created by that, and we're each connected to that, and if you think you're awesome and wonderful and you've got it all going on, then you've got to know (laughs) that the same is true of every human on this planet. And there's billions of us now. And there is no type. There is no way of being gay or lesbian or bisexual or transgender or genderqueer or asexual that is a a type. We're all human. 
The reason the right. movement and the pride is there because when you live in a world in a country where expressing yourself can get you thrown in jail or killed by individuals or the government, you have to stand up. You have to say, let's stop that now. Let's stop. And, and I've said this for years too, the more that we are all of who we are and we share that with those around us in a way that's, that makes sense and we welcome those who come to us with that truly want understanding, we, that's what changes people's hearts and minds. I've heard it over and over again. Well, I used to think, I used to hear it from people all the time. I used to think this, especially in the spiritual community, the religious community, that I would meet with pastors and priests and other types of spiritual people, and we'd get together, and they'd be like, well, you've changed my mind because, you know, I didn't know gay people could be like you. And I, I'd let them say it. I know they didn't mean anything by it, right? And I'd let them say it, and I'd go like, what do you mean like me? And and do you, are you beginning to see maybe that you had this vision of what someone would be like or how they would live their life. I once worked with two very Christian guys. And they knew who I was when I came to work for them. I had a longtime partner at the time. And they came into their company. I worked. We did some things together. And, at one, and we had them over, them and their wives over for dinner. And, and at one point in the office, one of them shared to me, and he was like, I could have told it five years ago, I would have never, if, someone, if I knew someone was gay, or bisexual, I would not have hired them. I'm being honest. That's what he said, you know, I'm being honest. Absolutely not. Because I had a preconceived idea of what that meant and how that person's life would be and what they would act like, what their morals might be. And I was so wrong. I got those guys, very scarily, they were worried about it, to not just be at Pride, but to put a full-page ad in the gay newspaper and to have a booth at Pride. And they were nervous because when they went to their church, they said, we saw people that never had the gay newspaper in their hands before <laughs> that were coming into our church, and a couple of them had it. One of them went up to the pastor and started talking to him. And then they brought to that pastor, they came to me and they said, because I shared with them from the good book by Peter G. Gnome. Look it up. And he is the preacher from Harvard University and the big study that he did on theology and the truth about mind, body, spirit and the truth about what the Bible had to say about things. And, and I had Xeroxed the, cop, the chapter on homosexuality and I gave it to him and they gave it to the pastor. And they said a week later they saw the pastor arrive and he had notes all over it and he had the gay newspaper, and they thought, oh, boy, this is when we're going to get kicked out of the church because he's going to get up there and go, these two dudes did this, and then they gave me this nonsense. And instead, the pastor got up there and said to his congregation, and this was an independent Christian church, non-denominational, and he said, we have been wrong. These two individuals shared this with me. A friend of theirs shared it with them. I took it home. I studied it. I went back and I studied the things that it was talking about. And 
and went to the verses and went not just to the King James Version or the interpretation I'd most heard, but actually dug into what that verse meant and what that verse was referring to. And we've been wrong. And it's like Peter J. Nome shared in his book when he did his whole study and went verse by verse to everything, every verse, every religious thing within the Christianity realm anyway that was being used against LGBT, LGBTQA people. And he, with the theology department at Harvard, researching every detail in, in original languages and came back. And when they, when they came to the point that they said, okay, they'd normally write their conclusion. They'd normally write their findings. They'd have a synopsis. And he said, in all of our research, in all of our studies, we decided rather than write our own conclusion, our own findings in a summarized form, we decided to reprint something we found from 17, I want to say 98 or 99, when the Pope had commissioned the College of Cardinals to study this very issue. What did the Bible, what does the, what did the actual writings in the original text, in the original context, have to say about modern day homosexuality. This was in the 1790s. <laughs> the findings that the College of Cardinals wrote to their Pope that the Harvard University Theology Department reprinted saying, yeah, this is what we found too, is that, and I'm paraphrasing here, is that even though homosexuality was rampant during the time of Jesus and during the early times of the Bible, there was no, just what we talked about earlier, there was no defining, it was not seen as a defining characteristic. There was not a word. And the fact that Jesus, this was going all around him, and going back into the Old Testament and really looking at the meaning and the intent and what was actually being written about at the time, we can find no word in the original Greek, Hebrew, or Latin. Or in the time of Jesus himself where anything was said. So as far as the Bible is concerned, the final conclusion, it has nothing at all to say positively or negatively about the modern day homosexual or homosexuality. The recommendation in the 1790s was that the church drop its objection and judgment. Not the story we've all heard. <laughs> Not the lives we've all lived. Awareness and experience changes everything. Those two men being at a point where they were a little more open, a little more aware, and they admitted, they said, your talents, your inspiration, what you would, we felt you could bring the company outweighed our concerns, and then you showed us something different, and then we shared that, and that continued to grow, being all of who you are, sharing all of who you are with everyone in your life that wants to be a part of that, that wants to experience it. 
allowing people the experience of, because that's what changes people's hearts and minds. When it's their son, their daughter, their uncle, their best friend, their son, their daughter, their mom, their dad. That is at least a chance for them to experience it and know it in a different way. Is there anything else you want to add tonight, Adam? No. (laughs) (laughs) You're always very honest in all of who you are, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Brian Talk Show, of course there's more you want to add. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I know in things that you looked at, is there something that we missed? Is there something you want to add a little bit to before we get into our meditation tonight? Um. Well, I mean, I think you said it perfectly. I think you should always just try to be all of who you are and be proud uh, of who you are and just represent all of that, you know. And that's truly, you know, the the whole show. Relax your mind and body. Let go of fears and judgments. Yes. And be... Be. Be who you are. If people don't understand, if people run for the hills, if people give you a weird look or have something disparaging to say, and you said it the best months ago, maybe even last year, I forget the first time we talked about it, you said it, it's their ignorance. It's their lack of experience. It's their lack of awareness. Yes. It has nothing to do with you. At all. And yet, if you live in an area of the country where if you were known, and it, again, don't have to be in a country like Uganda to be killed for being gay. Right. There's plenty of gay kids and adults and lesbians and bisexuals and transgender people that get killed in every country of the world. Less so in those places that allow awareness and allow the experience of treating everyone as a beautiful creation of God and everyone that's different from you, a different, a creation of God, an aspect of the one part of the universal experience. We've got enough going on in our world. There are enough things happening that we have no control over. We need each other. We need the inspirations, the brilliance, the talents of every individual. And if something makes you uncomfortable or there's something you don't know something about or you want to, you know, whatever it is, whoever it is, have a compassionate, open, real connection with that person and you'll grow. You won't know everything they've gone through. You haven't been in their footsteps, but you'll grow. Your awareness and understanding of the beauty of each other will grow. I throughout my life have have pushed myself into different communities, churches, spiritual experiences, to learn more, to experience more. And whether it was Wiccans or Jewish or Hare Krishnas 
or Catholics, whether it was monks or nuns, whether it was pagans or just a collective group of spiritual people gathering. I learned at the core, at the center, in each one of those expressions of being, we're beautiful human beings. Thank you, Adam. But before I let you go, what's the upcoming art shows? I know you got one Um, coming. Well, uh, I had one uh, last month, but I don't have any upcoming right now, but I'm working on it. Oh, them. that's right. That's right. We had our break. You had one during our break. Yes. That's okay. <laughs> you had one during the break. Well, stay tuned for more. And Adam's links are there for his website with his artwork, with his uh, Facebook page. Uh, reach out you if you send a if you want to know more about Adam and his art. It's amazing. Oh. We need to take some pictures of your art and have it for some show. I was going to say, you can't yeah. see because we're because we're on the podcast, we're on the uh, radio version of things. But right here in uh, the office, we have a beautiful one of your paintings uh, that you did name Sagittarius, and my partner and I are Sagittarius. We saw it at one of your art shows, and um, you surprised us by gifting it to us. And it's beautiful, and I've had clients come. And they did, they love it too. <laughs> so friends, check out, yeah, you know, again, being all of you are and how it touches other people. You, that yes. art was your way of expressing and working through some of your pain and some of your trauma and coming to a place of healing. And now you've yes. gifted it, and now it's in a space where people come for healing. <laughs> Go figure, yes. right? <laughs> so friends, there's we have talked about this before. We today and we were going to have another special guest with us life happened um mostly we want to be out here to say that if you're out there by yourself if you're out there struggling to be who you are who who you are regardless that if you're lgbtqa or not we're focusing tonight on that group because they're under attack from everywhere but you know what in reality we all are that's why we've got to watch this slippery slope if we start banning books that talk about people or talk about cultures or talk about the truth of history, if we start separating from each other out of judgment and fear, I'm afraid for us all. And whatever makes you unique, whatever makes you beautifully and deliciously all of who you are, And it's been said for years. It was said during Germany. It was, it's been said throughout history when people persecuted other people in every way. Catholics killed Protestants. Protestants killed Catholics. Indigenous people around the world were thought less than and, and, and killed. Make no mistake about it, my friends. We all have to stand up for any of our peoples, any of our humans that are being judged, that are being pushed as less than, that are being denied the ability to be all of who they are. 
when it starts with one, it will become more and more and more. And eventually, your uniqueness will be the next thing that's not okay. That's what pride's about. Pride's about bending the right for each of us to be the unique, beautiful humans that we are. Thank you, Adam. You will be back. Adam's back next Wednesday, helping out with the Summer Solstice show. So we'll look forward to seeing you for that show. And and do you remember what I said at the beginning of the show, Adam? (laughs) About you Um, in July? (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes, hosting, yeah. (laughs) You are good. We are working on it. We're working on it. I sense it. I feel it. It's going to happen. I thank you so much. You've been a blessing to have on the show. You've been a blessing to have as a friend. You've been a blessing to have as a fellow spiritual facilitator, my friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being with us tonight. (laughs) All right. Good night, Adam. My friends, before we go tonight... And we're going to end with a meditation that we're all going to do together. And if you've, we've grown and learned and, and done some beautiful things throughout the years of the show. And one of the new things I've, and I caught on to it from again, you guys giving me feedback is that when we go into these meditations, we're going to, let, we're going to go into the meditation, let the music play us out. You can go into this meditation, this experience and experience what you need tonight and so when we go into the meditation and there'll be a point at which I will just let the music play us out and you can take this meditation everywhere you want to go and that music that's playing right now that music that we listen to the beautiful sounds of nature and music that we listen to on the show are from Elizabeth DeFreyas a beautiful human who produces these amazing meditation songs and connections for everyone to experience. And you can go to her website, harpsoundsbyelizabeth.com. It's right there in the description. So Elizabeth with two S's. And you can listen to beautiful arrangements of her music, albums of her music, just for free when you just need some meditation, some relaxation, some peace. You can also listen to Elizabeth on many different streaming services. You can copy and paste her name right out of the show's description and go listen. If you do go to her special website there, there's you can sit and listen to music. It's free. There is a little tip jar there where you can make a donation if her music's touching and beautiful and means something in your life. You can also order some music, but she does present it there. If you need some relaxation, you need some peace, you need some of the beautiful music you're hearing here and more some, more than, go 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 listen to Elizabeth music. And my friends, we are happy and blessed to be here with all of you. And we hope that you're enjoying the show. We thank you for making your mind, body, spirit, your meditation experience, your awareness, allowing us to be part of that. We do ask that you don't hear commercials. <laughs> we we don't monetize this show. We're not we're not trying to make this show. I'm not trying to become 
the next guru of meditation. <laughs> I don't need to have millions of billions of listeners. I do this show for the person that needs it the most. I do that. I do this show for someone that when they come across it, it's something they needed to hear. It's something that they desire to experience. It's something that expands their mind, bodies, and spirits. And I'd like to welcome you to be part of the family and part of the mission of bringing this love and light, this meditation, this experience to all those around the world who need it. We are all around the world. Every, I'll talk about it on Friday. We've had new countries joining us. We're on every continent that our people are listening to us. And you can help make that happen. You can help us keep this show and this message of love and light, of compassion and healing, of relaxation, and of the freedom for all of us to be all of who we are. You can send an email to us at the relax let go be at gmail.com and say, hey, Charles, I'd like to, I've, you've touched my life. I like that you're out there touching other lives. And I'd like to see this show keep going. And I'd like to see this show grow and become stronger. And I'd like to thank you for the meditation, the experience that you brought into my life. And I can make, you can make a one-time donation or you can make a monthly donation. Either way, you send us an email. We send you the, send you all the information. We make it easy to do. You can cancel anytime you want. We give you all the details. I'm not even going to go into all that now. If this is touching you and you've experienced and you want to keep us going, please reach out. And we really thank you for that. I get to be the voice. Adam gets to be the voice. There's many people behind the scenes and there's a lot of work that goes into these shows. And so I want to get a, give a shout out to Jim, who's not just right, my right hand man. He's, he's been a real champion of this show and a real champion of this mission. And to the many others that have contributed and will continue to contribute to the show of what we're doing. And make sure you do tune in, my friends, next Wednesday. That's going to be an amazing show this Friday for our Friday Night Spiritual Night. So allow yourself to get in a comfortable, relaxed, beautiful, peaceful place. And we're going to go on a journey together, my friends, a journey together to find the pride, the love, the acceptance of all of who you are. So just be relaxed and comfortable, nothing to think about, nothing to do for a few moments, just allow relaxation and peace. Allow yourself to sense, to feel, to connect with this beautiful relaxing energy. Nothing to think about, nothing to do. This is your moment just to relax and be peaceful. Allow yourself to sense, to feel, to experience this beautiful, peaceful energy flowing into your mind, flowing into your face, flowing into your head. Allow yourself to see it, to sense it, to feel it the soothing, beautiful energy, relaxing and peaceful. 
allowing it to flow deep into every muscle, to every cell, to every memory, to every thought. Melting away any stress, any anxiety, any frustration. Allowing yourself this time and this place to relax. As your body becomes more and more comfortable, more and more relaxed, you can allow yourself to just let go of any tension, of any stress. Of any discomfort. Allowing yourself for a few moments to be in the flow of this beautiful, peaceful, healing energy. Allowing it to flow deep into your mind, deep into your head, deep into every cell, every system, every part of your brain. Melting away any stress, any discomfort, any strain. For a few moments, just allowing the sound of the music, sound of my voice, even the sounds around you just to bring peaceful, easy relaxation. Allowing yourself to sense and feel this beautiful relaxation Moving around your eyes, your ears, your cheeks, your sinuses. Soothing away any discomfort. Melting away any stress or strain. Feeling yourself connecting deeper and deeper more and more with the very center, the very core of your consciousness, your awareness, of your being. Just for a few moments, allowing yourself to feel and sense that energy as it flows deep into the muscles in your shoulders. As it flows deep into the muscles in your arms down through your elbows and hands, into your fingers. Every cell, every muscle, every system relaxing. Allowing yourself to sense and feel the relaxation flowing down through your spine and out into the muscles in your back. Relieving any pressure, any strain, any discomfort. Allowing yourself to sense and feel that soothing energy flowing deep into your lungs, deep into your chest. Soothing, relaxing, peaceful energy flowing down all around your heart. Soothing, relaxing beautiful energy flowing around your heart and flowing down into your tongue, down into your intestines, down into your kidneys, your liver, 
filling all of your body with this soothing, relaxing energy. Any tension, any strain, any discomfort just easily melting away. Allowing that beautiful energy to flow down into your hips, down into your legs, gently and easily into your knees and your calves. Filling your body with this soothing, peaceful, healing energy. Going down into your ankles and feet. Becoming more relaxed, peaceful. You. Sensing and feeling and experiencing this energy as it flows deeper and deeper into all of your consciousness. Into all of your awareness. Allowing yourself to have a few moments of deep connection with the very center, the very core of your consciousness. Letting go of any stress, any strain, any judgment. Allowing yourself for a few moments to welcome this peaceful healing energy deep into your mind deep into your consciousness, allowing it to move through the energy centers of your body and easily melt away, easily push away any stress, any judgment, any fear. Any of the times that you felt hurt, that you felt less than, that you felt abused. Allow this healing, beautiful energy to bring peace, love, and healing. Allow yourself a few moments of experiencing the love that your consciousness, your soul, the very core of who you are feels for all of you. Allow yourself to feel and connect with the earth around you. With the experience that we all share and live in. The sound of my voice, the sounds of nature, grounding you into the experience of this life. Creating a space of freedom. A space of celebration place of love, allowing yourself a few moments to feel inspired, to remember all that you came into this experience, all that you came into this experience of being human. For a few moments, celebrate in love all of who you are. Letting go of any fears and judgments, or any stress or anxiety. Of any hurt or abuse. Forgive yourself for any moment that you allowed yourself to sense or feel or be less than who you are. 
Take a few moments to experience the love, the inspiration, the strength of all of who you are. Of all of the beautiful things you brought to share with those around you. With all of the beautiful ways that you can express all of your talents all of your inspiration, all of your strength. Join with me in this moment to bring love and peace and healing to all those who need it in your family, all those who need it in the world, all those who need it in your community, Let's join our love and light and our consciousness bodies together in this most delicious, powerful, and inspiring moment to bring love into our planet, love into our consciousness, love into our being. love has wings. Our love has power. Our love has inspiration. And allowing for just a few moments our love our inspiration, our strength to join together, to reach out to those most vulnerable, to those most in need in this moment, to those who may be struggling physically or mentally or spiritually, to those who need special blessings and compassion, strength, as you go deeper into your spiritual experience, into your spiritual sharing, into your mind, body, and spirit being so beautifully all of who you are, I love you, my friends. Have a beautiful, relaxing, and peaceful journey.